You are listening to the Business Life and Coffee podcast, episode 133. Last week, digital marketing guru Dwayne Brown, founder of a Vancouver-based firm called Take Some Risk, Inc., got under the hood of a successful online marketing campaign and answered the question, does paid advertisement on social media really help grow your business? This week, you will hear from Kyle Kesterson, a nomadic serial entrepreneur and social anthropologist who keeps his finger on the pulse and obsesses over really big questions. Kyle and I met at the 2018 Dent Conference, a conference for entrepreneurs, scientists, astronauts, activists, and anyone else who wants to put a dent in the universe, a la Steve Jobs. I'm still trying to unpack the transformational insight and relationships I formed during those incredible days in Napa Valley. But in the meantime, check out their website, dentthefuture.com. Kyle is going to give you a peek into the life of a modern-day nomad, aka he lives in a van full-time, and why he left a very successful track record of entrepreneurship in the traditional sense to pursue a more freeing way of life. This episode is brought to you by Jumpstart HR an innovative HR consulting company that helps grow and protect small businesses and startups in the U.S. Jumpstart HR has new tax tables from the IRS, and we're connecting you with them for free. Make sure you get the right amount of taxes set aside from your and your employee's paycheck each month so you don't owe extra next April. If you want to grab that form, visit jumpstart-hr.com slash w 4 2018 for more details. Our reviewer of the week, Mr. Justin Irvin says, Joy Price's Business Life and Coffee is a very well executed podcast that allows those who are interested the opportunity to eavesdrop over the conversations between business professionals that one would hope to stumble on while in your favorite roasting house. There is something for everyone here. I am not a corporate guy. I work in the creative realm. But the information contained in the podcast, for me, especially episode seven, is definitely applicable to those that have at least some business savvy and are looking to increase their knowledge base on a variety of topics. The conversations are concise but clear and developmental without being didactic. I think that the other thing to keep in mind is that only someone with the kind of connections that Joey has could bring such fresh content. It's evidence of his professionalism relevance, and breadth of understanding. He's definitely a reputable source and that he can bring together other reputable heavy hitters to the plate. Great Rolodex, great podcast, and great brew. Man, Justin, you just made my day. I owe you a coffee next time I see you. And of course, I want to hear from you as well. So make sure you subscribe and review on iTunes so I can read your review. While you're listening, screenshot this episode and share to your IG Insta story or Twitter and tag me at Joey V Price HR so we can connect because I love sharing your posts on my Insta story too. And now, without further ado, we'll hop into this episode that is also brought to you due to the fact that I am a Southwest storyteller. The Dent Conference was an opportunity that I got to experience via Southwest Airlines, and I couldn't be more enthused or grateful for the opportunity. Hey guys, it's your girl Ashley Graham and you are listening to Business Life and Coffee Podcast with your boy Joey Price. 
Hey, Kyle, thanks for joining me on the Business Life and Coffee podcast. How thanks you doing? for having me, man. This is uh, fun to be sitting inside my van giving you a little taste of van life. Yeah. How we do this. Yeah. So for our listeners, if you're tuning in, Kyle actually lives in a van and he's known as the little guy in a fat van. Yeah. <laughs> Both are accurate. Yeah. What's the, what's the story behind that name? Wait, little guy in a fat van? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a good friend of mine, Kathleen Morton. She goes by Tiny House, Tiny Footprint, and through the Instagram community is uh, known for her full-time van lifing. Um, we did a project together, and I don't remember, we were in the middle of dinner one night, and it just she just kind of said it, and after a ridiculous amount of laughing, I was like, yeah, wait, no, that's it. <laughs> yep, that's my new name. And then Instagram was updated in a second. It really was. I was, it was literally in that setting. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just stole that. <laughs> Well, we're here at the Dent Conference in Yountville, California, which is in Napa Valley. And Kyle and I hit it off first because, uh, one, he's got an awesome story about living in a van. And also he works with brands and he travels the world and has incredible Instagram pictures. I don't know if you've seen his page, but he lives in a van. He travels internationally, tells great stories. And um, what led you to start Van Life? (laughs) Uh, It was kind of on accident. Actually, I had a small software startup up in Seattle, and I had an investor down in Las Vegas building this community. And I went to be a part of this community, and some of your listeners might know Tony Shea and his downtown project. Yep. And so he invested in really to bring a lot of people down to build these communities. And as I went down there, I did the whole house-to-house thing. So I just signed a lease on a house and sort of did the, the normal version of you know what I call default world. And when I got down there, they were a few years into that project and they hit a couple wrinkles. And frankly, it was an awkward time to come into a community as a newbie in that moment. And so it felt like there was going to be a couple months where they readjusted and I just signed the lease. I mean, I'm literally two weeks into being down in Las Vegas in this entirely new community, having left home for the first time, not with my family, but like my community. Right. And, um, you know, with this intention of like, I'm about to build here. and once it felt like, okay, this isn't the right time actually to be down here, I decided to take a road trip just to clear some space. And you know, I was like, oh, I've never worked from behind a laptop on the road. I wonder what that's like. And so I took my dog and I had a Jeep at the time and we just hit the road. And what that ended up turning into was a two-year road trip. So every few months I'd come back to Vegas and check in a little bit. And really what I was doing was swapping out gear because the seasons were changing and so you know it'd be from from cold to warm weather warm to cold weather and so i come back through and spend about a week in vegas and then i'd hit back on the road in a couple more months i'd come back through and head back on the road and every single time i came back to it i just started to see the space i was living in and the things inside that house differently you know it started to ask these questions of like why do I own all this stuff? <laughs> you know, it just kind of felt like I was paying for this big, expensive storage closet. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't need the things in it because I was living out of a, you know, my Jeep and the boxes on top of my Jeep. And that began changing the relationship with the stuff that I owned and really going down the rabbit hole of what is it that led me to accumulating this stuff over time? And I mean, that's that's a different conversation, but yeah. Um, what it led me to in that was just asking bigger and bigger questions. And for me, I got to asking the question, how do I define success? And it seems like an obvious one. You know, success is such a 
constant topic, it seems like in this world. And, but I hadn't really thought about success in this way in that I believe that the culture that we have, we have this idea of success that lives on top of a mountain somewhere and we're going to keep our eye on the prize. We're going to work towards it and eventually unlock it. And that's going to be what it is to have reached it. And so that's an idea of success, you know, and those definitions are usually mirrored by either the people we see in our environments that they've achieved and are like, oh, I want to be like that. Or our family defines success, be like, well, if you're a this or a that, then you'll have safety, comfort, security. You'll have, you know, and for me, I mean, I realized that this was an idea of success, but I really didn't know because it was something that I didn't have. And so I stopped and I decided, well, what does it look like if I turn around backwards in my life? And I go through, when in my life have I been the most alive, creative, connected, excited, like things that are, you know, just objectively true. You know, I'm looking through these stories and replaying these stories, these memories, and I started to see that there were themes. And as I started to uh, suss out those themes, it completely changed the lifestyle that I had, you know, my definition of what success was. And so I started to see that material stuff played no role in that title and status played no role in these you know these moments and i decided to get a van because that became the vehicle to accessing what i defined as success so what did play a role in success for you Hmm, great question you know for me having autonomy with my time um being able to bring my ideas to life you know uh, not be told no (laughs) but really be able to flesh out ideas things i get excited about getting able to collaborate with people that inspire me Getting to connect with people, to hear their stories, especially if their stories and perspectives are wildly different than my own, that challenge my own. And then also being able to just have access to nature. You know, there's those times where I'm sitting underneath a Milky Way. There's no light pollution around. It's dead silent, not even any wind. And you just start to have these like visceral sensations, this this overwhelming sense of I am a fraction of a freckle on time's ass. Like, I mean, you know, it's no matter what I do in this life, no matter how much I succeed or how big I fail, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it, it on an ultimate sense, like it really doesn't matter. So then what does matter? You know, so it just gives me this like grand perspective that really helps me navigate the dramas that life does provide, the stresses and the things that, you know, I used to get so caught up in. I could just breathe calmer through it and just have that perspective. So those became my definitions of success. Okay. And again, this is Kyle Kesterson. You can check out his website at kylekesterson.com. Now, Kyle, when I think of van life and just hearing you talk, I I think of, man, you had to overcome fear (laughs) to detach from the things that we typically consider success. We typically consider uh, things to subscribe to. But you said you actually embrace the fear. Is that right? You embrace the unknown. I get excited by it. Why does that? Why does <laughs> why does the unknown ex- excite you? Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a good question too. Okay. So okay. So if I were to draw this out, you know, it's the lifestyle that I was living and I see being lived is you know there's this circumference that we these walls that live around us, you know, and we we operate our day to day doing what we know and what we're striving for and especially when you're striving for growth, you're going to bump up against something that's uncomfortable. And oftentimes, especially in Western culture, 
we're selling each other products and services that are meant to remove that fear and to de-risk, you know? And so we turn back into these comfortable places. And when I hit that threshold, for example, when I'm driving, I'll use a very physical, literal example. <laughs> so when I'm driving, you know, I might have this idea of where I'm going. You know, I've said in the GPS, like, I'm going to end up in this location. So there's an expectation. Now, my experience is when I'm going down that way, I'm really, I'm just now caught up in my head. You know, I'm not really in that moment. So as I'm caught up in my head, I could be playing through all the dramas of the past and thinking about the things in the future. Um, but then coming up, I see this like little passing carved out dirt road path or something. I'm like, ooh, I wonder where this goes. You know, and all of a sudden it breaks me out of that moment and that whole, I wonder where this goes question and turning into that before starting, you know, well, I can't see what's over that hill. Before I start getting <laughs> that self doubt and that yeah. talk, like I'll commit, yeah. you know, and that's actually a theme that has been pretty consistent in my life around I I commit to things in a firm, especially where there's some accountability before I let that negative self-talk talk me out of it. And so, and then once I commit to it, then it's like, you know, I got to follow through. Yeah. Um, so I'll follow that question, that curiosity. And what happens as an experience is all of my senses come to life in that moment. Because now it's like every single rocket. I mean, there's so much interest happening in the present where it almost doesn't even matter where it goes because I'm so alive and doing it, you yeah. know? And that's the whole, it's the journey, not the destination in a very literal sense. So physical sense. So now I'm following these paths down these roads down, you know, up and around. And I often hit this moment where I hear myself say, I don't know if I'm going to get out of this. All right. You know, <laughs> like all of a sudden the car gets stuck or. Well, that's one of the, that's the first line on your website is from dying and coming back to life at 12,000 feet in the mountain. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I've got to hear about some oh, man. near death experience. We've got to have one of those on the podcast. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, it, and it's in that moment though, where I hear myself saying, I don't know if I'm going to get out of this. All right where I feel myself get more excited because I know that the adventure begins when uncertainty sets in. Like, it's not just because I'm outside. It's not just because I live in a van. You know, it's when I hit that new threshold where I'm actually uncomfortable that I'm like, there's a threshold and that's what it is. And fear masks itself as common sense all the time. Don't share this thing because this bad thing will happen. Don't go this place. This bad thing will happen, you know? And there's logic built around that, you know, and there's stories certainly built around that, but there's a threshold between that first wall and then that, that other, that drop off. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'll turn into it. When I get uncomfortable, I turn into it and I'm like, okay, let's now let's just breathe. Cause one of my favorite quotes, uh, is fear is just excitement without the breath. Cause physically what's happening is when you get scared, you go, and you cut off the oxygen to the brain, you start releasing all this cortisol and stress hormones. So mm -hmm. little things become big things. So the first thing I do when I get uncomfortable is I act, I'll just stop and I'll just let oxygen like flow in. And it does change my relationship to that discomfort. Nice. Um, and then I'll hit a moment where I call it the butthole pucker moment. And it's the moment <laughs> where I'm like, okay, if I take one more step, I will physically fall off this cliff and I will actually die. But then I know I've pushed that wall of discomfort back to what is actually fear. And that's the whole, like, you will die part. And as these things stretch, like, that's the growth. And so now as I operate, I have a lot more of a, you know, that, that inner sphere becomes so much larger that I can navigate without letting stress and anxiety disrupt my ability to perform and operate. Yeah. 
We'll switch gears a little bit, man. Mm. Let's go uh, MTV crib style with it. <laughs> uh, you know, this is an audio podcast, so you've got to be pretty descriptive. But show us around your place. What, uh, where, yeah. What's hiding in the nooks and crannies? And what do you have in your in your van that makes it comfortable for you to live this, this van life? Mm. So if you walk up to it, first of all, most people mistake it for being emergency medical vehicle, like a big fire truck. It is red. 21 feet. <laughs> it's a it's built on a Dodge chassis. It's like a, it's called a Decato uh, by Fiat, but it's a Winnebago Travato and Winnebago does the interior build out. And you walk up to the side. I usually enter in through the side door, which my favorite feature, by the way, is my sliding screen door. Oh, nice. Yeah, you yeah. get a lot of airflow, which is important. Um, oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. yeah. And so in the front, you have the two chairs. And then right here on the left side of the opposite side, you know, you have the sink, two propane burner stove and countertop. There's a refrigerator, Fridge. a microwave and convection oven, which frankly, I've never used. It's storage. <laughs> a lot of storage up and around and overhead. They even build it into the floor right there. Nice. Um, underneath where you're sitting is a giant storage unit. It's got the AC, it's got the furnace, and it can regulate the temperature, feeds off of propane. Um, right behind you is the uh, TV. It's a little guy. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that swings out. So I use that once every couple months. That's awesome. Um, little stereo system. In the back, you have the toilet, mm -hmm. shower, dresser. They really did very well with the space. And the reason I chose this one is because if you notice, there's windows all the way around. All around. And a lot of vans build things up against the wall and it really encloses the space. Mm -hmm. This is the most open with what the space is. And so it's, I knew from the very first night that I slept in here, I had this sense of home. And I hadn't had that feeling in a long time. That's pretty powerful, man. Because I think of like my safety and security, but you said the first night you felt like it was home. It, I felt like it was home. It felt like, well, so first of all, as a creative person, I do, I understand that creativity comes out of constraints. So when I saw a limited space, I also saw an opportunity to really explore what are, you know, like here's my van size, you know, music maker. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I had to readjust my relationship with the things I produce because now I have limited tools um, and space. So I had to either find new hobbies or um, work in a different way. Um, but one of the things I think is the, it was an unforeseen, but one of the biggest benefits of living in a van, the function of living in a van, is that the moment I turn on that faucet, I'm already thinking about how much water I'm using, you know, which is how soon I have to empty and fill up tanks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I'm using trash, you know, there you can have a very small footprint. If I'm plugging things in, having to pay attention to monitoring the battery. So all of a sudden, I'm more present in my day-to-day -day simply by having to do very basic things versus when I'm in a house, I turn on a faucet, I could leave it on all day long. It's just this magical idea that water right. appears from nowhere and that power is unlimited but to really be a part of your footprint you yeah. know it, it it's another way to ground me in the that moment yeah well hey kyle this will be the last question here well it's a two-parter where are you off to next and why does that excite you hmm. so i'm actually leaving the van behind for a little bit <laughs> i'm uh, gonna be out of a backpack i leave at the end of dent and i'm heading to ecuador and why that's exciting is um, I remember I haven't spent much time in South America, but what we're going to be doing in Ecuador is really exciting. So there's um, an organization called Domus, and they're leading a couple events. One is called Human Awakening. One is called Meta Community. Things that I'm you know already interested in. 
but we're going to be connecting with the local community and sussing out a problem that exists that we don't know what it is yet. And based on learning who's in this, these little villages, sussing out a problem and then with artists, filmmakers, storytellers, you know, designers, we're going to spend a month workshopping a real problem and hopefully leave something, you know, leave it better than we found it. So that's gonna be really powerful. Awesome. Well, Kyle, it's been awesome having you on the podcast and just connecting with you. I think the moment I uh, first interacted with you, I knew you were a good person and oh, uh, you had a story to tell. Likewise, so this this won't be our last interaction for sure. Oh, for sure. I'll, we're going to hit pause and go uh, get some food <laughs> and keep it going. <laughs> yep. Good deal. Good deal. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? Only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.